This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is February 2nd, Groundhog Day. What a great day film it's cold outside it actually is cold outside <laughs> yes it is it's snowed a bunch here good to have you with us i'm jerem jordan alongside a man who wants every day to be groundhog day jason shepherd um well it would depend on the day right you know not every day so that technically is is not accurate right uh but if i could pick one day it wasn't that long ago it was back in september and here's the, i'm going to ask you this question will you will you grant your 11th will you grant me this can i can i Combine the 11th and 12th into one day. Like the Saturday because and the a Sunday? Full, a full 24 hours from yeah. the announcement of the Big 12 to beating Utah, it, it, it can't fit all in one 24-hour period. Right. Can you give me like 18 hours well, if, and consider it a day? Because I'd like to relive that. The Big 12 announcement so and then beating Utah. It was amazing. Like September 10th is the Big 12. <laughs> September 11th is the Utah game. So maybe September 12th is the day you want. You just soak it all in. Maybe it's the 11th where you soaked in Friday and had the game in the field storm. Here's the deal. Seat. If I'm picking one of those days, if I'm so just good. picking one, it's the Big 12 day. Even over beating Utah. I'm picking the you Big 12 You can kind of have both on day. the 11th, though. Because it was like sort soaking of, yes. it in but and the game. Yes. There but was the anxiety of the game. Like the, oh, is yes. the going to end today? Like, are we going to do this? And it was kind of like, well, regardless, viewers in the Big 12. <laughs> there was this sort True. of like, no matter what, like in 2015. Like we've won already. Right. Yes, we, that in, was the in 20, I said this. I said this before the 2015 Vegas Bowl. I said, listen, the moment BYU hires a coach, whenever that is, we will just dismiss if BYU loses to Utah. We're all bummed. BYU's down 35 nothing in the first quarter, 28 straight, da, da, da. They hired Kalani. The press conference is at the stadium yeah. minutes after the game. It's like turning the page fact, and moving on. In fact, I'm doing post-game stuff, whatever, and they're like, hey, there's a press conference in the press box. I'm like, what? I like sprint to the press box, get there like a minute You had before. to get out of the casino first. I go up in the elevator with Kyle Whittingham's mom. She's got the whole headdress and everything. <laughs> She's actually like, hey, you guys do a nice job. I was like, oh, thanks. Why are you watching? That's great. Appreciate it. But anyway, uh, that's our question of the day and yes. an early one. What day in BYU sports history would you want to relive over and over at G Hansen 25 on Twitter, the whole month of November, just the whole month of November 2020. Not a single loss. Not a single loss. It quickly ended in December. December was a different beast. <laughs> but November was awesome. <laughs> uh, Cougar Chaps at Chaplin Schumann on Twitter. September 11, 2021, honoring those who gave their lives in the 9 11 attack. Um, I, I did the stadium run that day. It was, it was emotional, it was tiring. Um, Big 12 invite the day before, of course, ending streak against Utah for three year bragging rights. I kind of forget about the three-year part of that. It's pretty. It's pretty. I have a feeling that the September 11th day, yeah. for the reasons that that Cougar Chaps just mentioned, should be, and, and what we were discussing, that's probably going to be the majority of the answers. I today. think so. Also, um, just a reminder that Utah football has not beaten BYU since 2019. It hasn't happened in a while. Look, and it BYU is going to be riding that streak all the way for a couple more seasons. Streak. <laughs> Clyde Livingston, at CL underscore living on Twitter. I don't need a Groundhog Day for BYU sports history. I love BYU sports over and over every day with BYUSN. Thank you. That's, a, and that's an early elite tweet nominee right there. Okay, here's your show lineup. It is football signing day. Oh, yeah, that. Uh, they do so many in December, we almost forget in February, but there are several signees to introduce you uh, to this morning, a handful. 
We will do that with the head coach, Kalani Sataki, as well, to discuss guys. Plus, we want to talk to Kalani about, like, how does being in the Big 12 change BYU's recruiting philosophy, if at all? Signee Corbin Green will join us from Oklahoma. Why the defensive back had interest from Baylor and Oklahoma, but still chose BYU. Pretty awesome. Let's cook up some headlines. As Jerem just mentioned, BYU signed the bulk of its class in December. 19 players signing at that point during the early signing period. But the Cougars have officially added four players so far today with the potential of more coming during today's football signing day. We will update all of the signings coming up in What's Trending and throughout the show. Women's Hoops wins NCAA Team of the Week. Cougars are on a 10-game win streak, winning seven of those by at least 20. Just domination. They are dominating. Yoli Childs finished with the double-double in the Salt Lake City Stars' loss to the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. Yoli had 14 points and 12 rebounds, not to mention three blocks, three steals, and an assist in 37 minutes of play. He's getting a lot of playing time with the Stars. Is Homie going to get a 10-day? I don't know. Do we think that? He, he, are the Jazz too good to they are, right now? Are we too good right now? We've lost, like... We've, we're like I mean, two like, and eleven. I mean, like typically a playoff team <laughs> yes, isn't yes, like we're gonna dipping be... into the G League for a ten day guy I, often. I don't. I don't know if he gets a ten day. Not so rough. It's a touchy subject right now. But he's getting a lot of play. since since yep. being signed by the Stars. They have been playing him significant That's minutes, exciting. which is good to see. Let's go. Will Will TJ Haas get a something with Orlando? Let's go. Uh, and Brandon Davies with Barcelona put up eight points, three assists, and a 71-66 win over Bayern Munich in Euroleague hoops. All rise to chat. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome to Signing Day Part 2. Uh, part 1 happened in December. 19 signees for BYU at that point. We now have four so far in. A couple more expected in uh, this morning, adding to December's class. So... Let's meet them, and first up on the O-line is Lisala Tai. What's up, Cougar Nation? My name is Lisala Tai. I'm an offensive tackle. Uh, I went to Hawthorne High School. Shout out to my mom and dad and my family. Shout out to my Juco alma mater. Uh, go Badgers. Go Cougs. Zach Erickson and Jan Jorgensen and Tanner Jacobson and the homies produce another BYU Cougar. Now, Lisala Tai was a guy who actually... Uh, signed with BYU at high school, didn't make it here, went to snow. Now he's coming, which is super exciting. 6'7", 336. Originally a three-star, had a Big Ten and a Big 12 offer in addition to BYU and some notable G5s. This guy's going to add to an already beefy, talented offensive line group. And here's what Coach Daryl Funk says on Ty. We're really excited about LaSala joining us. He's a huge kid. I uh, was a former defensive lineman. So he's got great feet, and his best football's in, in front of him. He's uh, he, he's a big man. He's long. He'll be a really good offensive tackle here. Uh, he uh, he's really he was just learning the game two seasons ago, and he really came on this year and did some great things. So uh, we're excited to have him join the program. Everybody focuses on the lines, right? We. Just mentioned a new offensive lineman. How about we go to the other side and go on the defensive line with a guy named Zoom. Zoom Esplin. I'm Zoom Esplin. I play line. I'm from La Costa Canyon High School. And I just want to say thank you to my parents and family. So defensive end, 6'8", 
250, as he mentioned, from uh, La Costa Canyon High School in Encinitas, California. Uh, Coach Preston Hadley absolutely loves his height at 6'8". They love what, what they can do with him. He is a mission-first player, mm -hmm. uh, so this is a guy that uh, you probably won't see for a little while. But speaking of Coach Hadley, he, he talked uh, about getting Zoom in the program. Zoom's a, a great combination of size and athleticism, and just what he brings to us is just uh, a very unique skill set where uh, he can play either offensive line or defensive line. And, and when we, once we get him in here and, and in the program and lifting and eating, you know, we'll be able to better determine what is the best fit for him. Uh, kid who's new to, newer to the game of football, and so just his upside is, is a huge upside. His upside is a huge upside. I like that. Okay, yeah, 250 is a little light, obviously. But, yeah, yeah you get him, he goes on a mission. Let's hope he goes somewhere, somewhere where he just gains weight. Maybe a Pacific Island to uh, beef him up or something, you know. But, yeah, multi-sport athlete, excited about it. And what a great name. We can do so much with that. As broadcasters, we love a good name, right? But you would expect, let's be honest, if he's Zoom, receiver. L receiver or, or DB, you know what Or I mean? DB, yes. Yeah, exactly. But I, immediately I think Zoom, oh, yes. he's got to be a receiver, right? Yes. No, Speak, defensive end. Speaking of DBs, several in this uh, February version of the signing class. We start with Nathaniel Gillis. My name is Nathaniel Gillis. I play cornerback. I went to Steel King High School, and I want to give a shout-out to my parents, Coach Longbow and Coach Gibbons, and go Kooks. Absolutely. Uh, 6'1", 174 from San Diego. Uh, comes in, uh, you know, as one. BYU has a, a deep defensive back room, specifically at corner. Guys who have been here. Feels like the freshmen, like Isaiah Heron and Malik Moore and, you know, as safety now. But all these guys were like freshmen in the 2018 Wisconsin game. And now they're going to be seniors this year. So BYU needs to replenish that group. Here's Gennaro Guilford on Nathaniel Gillis. A guy, a guy who's about six one. A guy who, a guy who can also run, play, play corner. Um, not afraid to tackle. Um, again, a guy, a guy with ball skills. A guy who loves, loves to compete. So he'll bring that to our room. Eleven flat one hundred. Um, they BYU with it's like DBs. Spencer Linton speed. Eh, in the forty. Um, specifically look, specifically looks at. Um, you know, a certain height, you know, they want six foot plus. Six foot they and want sub 11. A, and sub 11. 11 or sub, right? So, Nathaniel Gillis, there you go. All right, uh, moving on. Corbin Green, who, by the way, is going to join us coming up in our next segment. Uh, he is one of the newest defensive backs to sign. Corbin Green, cornerback out of Owasso High School. I just want to shout out my mom for everything. She's got me here. And y'all go follow me on Instagram at kjg.2. Go Cougs. I love it. Do it. Putting out the social so everybody can follow. Yeah. So six feet, 175 pounds out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. So this Oklahoma. is this this is one of those ones like, oh, Oklahoma. We're not used to seeing a lot of guys coming out of Oklahoma showing up at BYU. Yeah. And it was an interesting story because Coach Guilford said because of relationships that he had made while going on a, a traveling uh, football camp a couple of years ago with like Josh Heupel. They traveled all around that area. Heupel's dad ran the camp. Yeah, ran the and, camp, yeah, and they, he said yeah. they did like 50 camps throughout Oklahoma, parts of Kansas, into Texas. Like 50 straight days. Yes, and it was not like you have a a a place where the camp is held and people come to you. 
for, and they did that for 50 days. They traveled one day in one city and then went to the next. Mm -hmm. And he says because of those relationships, he was able to, to, to form some relationships with coaches. And when Corbin came available, it was somebody that they wanted to look at. Um, and, you know, this is it's a guy that had looks from Baylor and Oklahoma. So getting a guy like this, go. Coach Guilford, very excited. Competitive kid, a track kid from – from uh, Oklahoma, uh, so, you know, so we'll we'll be getting somebody from there, a guy who can run as well, um, another 10-8 kid, a guy who loves who loves to compete, a guy who's a student of the game, um, but very very competitive. I love that competition. Uh, I'm excited to talk to Corbin Green as well coming up uh, in the next segment. Okay, next up, this name is completely on brand, <laughs> Zion Allen. <laughs> my name is Zion Allen. I play DB. Mantega High School, and shout out to my, my mom. Hey, you, listen, like Stripling Warriors here, you know? They're, they're, they didn't doubt. Their mothers knew it. 6'1", 150 from Stockton, California. A little on the lighter side. They'll beef him up like we talked about. And, uh, yeah, he's got the height. He's got the speed. A 10-8-100 guy. Uh, played corner and wide receiver. Uh, will play DB here. So another guy for Gennaro Guilford to work with. Yeah, Zion Allen, um, a kid who's about six foot, one, 160, a guy who can really run, um, a guy who ran, I want to say he ran 10-8, so um, he's going to bring, bring speed, speed to the room, a guy who has ball skills, um, played both ways in, uh, in a high school, corner, and wide out, so um, that's definitely something that, that, we, that we look for, um, a guy who can uh, complete the takeaway, but at the same time run with guys. Zoom and Zion, are you kidding me? This is a broadcaster's delight. Now, a note, uh, still waiting on one possible signee today. So five of the uh, hopeful six in. And if, they, if there is someone that announced they're coming, perhaps they're a preferred walk-on, right? So there are certain rules about what we can mention, what we can't. But we're very excited to have this big collection of guys. Certainly Built Bar helps kind of change the game sure, in recruiting yeah. with uh, walk-ons and whatnot. Um, you have X amount of preferred walk-ons. Then there's actual walk-ons, uh, the ones that are like, try out like Rudy and try and make the team. That's a different kind of walk-on, right? So um, exciting to have this class. And to sum it up, 24 signees so far, uh, perhaps another one like we talked about. December highlights, Kingsley Suamata'ia, perhaps the starting left tackle, right tackle, Oregon transfer, five-star. Some of the highlights, Cody Hagan, 5A MVP in Utah, type receiver in the state. He had 200 catches and almost 4,000 yards in college. Uh, in high school, 51 TDs at Corner Canyon. Are you kidding it. me? I'll take it. Are you kidding me? That, that, he's going to immediately – tran that translates over to 51 touchdowns next season for BYU. <laughs> exactly. We still don't know if he's going to come uh, this far or go on a mission first. Correct. Still yeah, still up in that. the air whether or not he's going to be on the and roster And he told year. us, hey, I need to see basically who leaves from BYU. And Neil, you know, left, and uh, we're kind of waiting to see what that means. And then Isaiah Moa, Utah's top defensive line prospect – is in that group as well, among many other talented players. So an exciting class again, Jason. All right, coming up, what should we think about the lack of BYU representation in the Senior Bowl? Yeah, Andy's West Shrine. Like, why not anybody? A new quarterback, Corbin Green, joins the program. Joins literally today, signed with the Cougars. Why he chose BYU over the likes of some other teams in the Big 12? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Watch BYU basketball with Mark Pope as the coach and Greg Rubel look ahead to a big week for BYU hoops with games against San Francisco and second-ranked Gonzaga. It's available on demand right now on the BYU TV app. Now, you couldn't see it, but Jason pointed uh, you know, and said, right now. Yeah, that's, the, the right in, now. in this studio, that's how we that's do how it. That's how we do it. Okay. Um, also, check out Alex Barcelo's Deep Blue, a game day experience. Uh, and then Atiki Ali, uh, Ali Atiki. He told me it's Ali, not Ali, like oh. I've been saying. Well, I oh. think like everybody's Atiki been saying. Atiki Ali, like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Atiki. There you go. Okay, we're live in Studio B. Jim Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. Football signing day. And we are now welcome in one of the newest Cougars. His name is Corbin Green. All the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Corbin, welcome to BYU and BYU Sports Nation. Man, appreciate y'all having me, man. Go Cougs. Go Cougs is right. And we're especially excited to welcome you. And especially because you live in Big 12 country. We're stoked for when BYU's in the Big 12. And uh, we're so excited to have you. So walk us through the process of BYU's interest. And then you ultimately deciding to sign with the Cougars. Well... Um, BYU really came just very sudden. So, uh, it happened in January and then coach G coach Guilford, he hit me up. It was pretty much just saying that, like, you know, he saw my film and he heard about me from, you know, a couple area coaches. I think it was Mustang that one of their coaches actually told him about me. And so, which is a school we played and I had a really good game against them. And, um, you know, he just reached out to me and pretty much said like, he saw my film and he couldn't pass it up. So, after that, we kind of started building relationship, talking. He planned on coming by the house to visit me and my family and everything, just kind of see where my head was at. Because, you know, I was getting interest from, like, Baylor and OU and a couple other schools, but um, they kind of fell through due to the coaching changes. So that being said, uh, he came by, talked to me, ended up offering me, and I talked to my family about it. And we were kind of wanting to wait and see. And so we took the visit, and on the visit, you know, I just fell in love with the school. I fell in love with the program and the community, and, I mean, it was hard to say no to that. You know what I mean? Like I was just, I wanted to be a kook. So I ended up committing while I was on the visit and then announcing it uh, yesterday. It's beautiful. What about that visit helped you fall in love with BYU? Well, really it's a plethora of things. So honestly, the seeing like the school, just like being able to see the, I'm not going to lie. After we stepped out that hotel to get on the buses to like travel to go see the school, the mountains, I was like, wow. Like, they was just right there, and that was really nice. And then also, like, just the community of the school. Like, you know, I'm walking around on the visit, and we got regular students just telling me, like, go Cougs, just like all that, just seeing that we were recruits. And then I had the athletic director pull me aside on the visit, and he had a whole, like, probably 15-minute conversation with me and my mama. He knew who I was. He knew about me. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, you're a recruit. He was like, oh, you're Corbin Green, right? Like, that DB out of Oklahoma that we just offered, like, he – Knew me by name, like just stuff like that. You go to schools and have time, that's not the deal. And then also I was able to get really close with a lot of the players like Michael Harper, Caleb Hayes, uh, Malik Moore. Like I was able to get real close with guys like that. And they really made the decision easy because they made me feel like a little brother for real. And yeah. I know that, you know, uh, next year the DB group is kind of deep. So I know I'll be able to learn from them, be able to really compete. Corbin, obviously, being in the Midwest, you know, anybody would would love to be able to play games in the area that they live in or the region that they live in, and certainly to be able to have family be able to see you. With BYU going to the Big 12, how much of an impact did that make on your decision to come to BYU as well? Man, that was huge, actually, because, you know, that's something I've always wanted my family to be able to come out to games. So with me learning that they're going to the Big 12, I'll also be able to go against you know, some of my old teammates that are going to like OU and Baylor and OSU and stuff like that. 
So um, it's going to be fun, and I'm really excited. That was a big decision. That was like a big uh, impact on my decision was learning that they were going to the Big 12. And then even this upcoming season that we have a good schedule against some Big 12 teams. So it just – it really made it easy to make that decision, knowing that I'll be able to play, you know, close to home or even in, at home. You know what I mean? So it was exciting. Hey, Bailey's on the schedule, man, which is exciting. Hey, uh, hey I'm ready for that. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, so if BYU wasn't going to the Big 12, how would that have affected your – uh, recruitment um it wouldn't have affected as much as it might seem because I'll be honest with you BYU still has a very hard schedule they still go against great teams every time even though they're in independent conference and so that being said even if they weren't in the big 12 it really wouldn't affect me as much and not even talking about football wise just like the relationship I have with coaches like coach G he I mean he talks to my mom like he gets on the phone with my mom asks how I'm doing stuff like that you know what I mean like I talked to him after I committed. He texted me this morning after I signed, like just stuff like that. Like that's big to me. And then Coach Sataki, I mean, whenever I was leaving, I had to leave the hotel at like 4.30 to catch my flight back to Tulsa. He was up there greeting me, telling me that he was happy I was on a visit, like all that, you know, just that type of relationship you can't beat. And, you know, just stuff like that is it's hard to pass up on. So it really wouldn't affect it as much as it seems. Corbin, we can all look at, you know, height, weight, see how fast you are. Tell us about your game. How do you view yourself as a player? Um, you know, a lot of people like to be like, oh, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. But I feel like one thing that you can ask anybody and I'm known for is being a competitor. Like, I'm a hard worker. At the end of the day, nobody's going to compete as hard as me. I mean, I've gone against a lot of talent these past, you know, four years of high school. And then especially this past season, moving up to 681 football, you know, it was my first year playing football at this new school. It's probably one of the biggest schools in the state, if not the biggest. So that being said, you know, I really had to compete and nothing was really given to me when I got there. So that being said, like, I really had to earn everything. And that's one thing I feel like I can prove and stamp that I was going to come down there and compete. And, I mean, one thing, like, actually football-wise is my press man coverage. I mean, in press man, I'm running with anybody and guarding anybody. And I know that one thing that I'll be able to learn up at BYU is uh, – some more off-man coverage, which I'm good at. It's just something I haven't really worked as much in my high school career, so I'm excited to learn that a lot. And I know that there's something that they're trying to do is be able to work a lot more pressing, so I know that's why I was kind of a high commodity to them. So I'm really excited. Well, you mentioned that, you know, it kind of came in around January or so. I'm curious what you knew about BYU before they started recruiting you. What, what, was, your, what was your knowledge of BYU football? Man, I knew that they had been good. I mean, because uh, one of my friends, he goes to USC. So I remember watching that game on TV and seeing BYU beat USC. And I was like, dang, because, you know, USC has always been like a highly touted program. But for, you know, BYU to come in there and beat multiple, multiple big schools like that, they beat Utah, you know what I'm saying? Just beat big schools that are put on that platter. Like, I mean, it was one of those schools I knew that always had been pretty good. But until I really looked at their schedule this past year and like really saw how they did, I mean, they finished 11. Like, that was really big to me. I was like, geez, like, this is top tier. Like, this is a big school for me. So I was excited. I was really excited. A lot of momentum with this uh, with this team and this program the last couple of years. It's been awesome. So tell us about your speed because uh, we have you listed as a 10-7-100 guy and a four four one forty. Does that sound right? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's, I that's ran that good. 40 at uh, – no, I, man, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> no, uh, I ran that 40 at that Under Armour All-American camp, and I remember I was excited, but shoot. They got some kids that can run out there, so I was having to compete. And then in the 100, you know, that was another thing I have to compete in because, you know, I have a kid at my school who runs a 10-5, and I have 
just everywhere. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of fast guys in this state. So for me to run a 10-7, I just want to get even better and try to get a 10-5 this year. You know what I mean? So that being said, like, it's it's definitely awesome. I'm glad my mama put me in track because I didn't want to run track at first. I didn't want to play football either. She got me in football. So <laughs> shout out to my mom. Man. She, hey, she got me here. But, so, um, no, yeah, I definitely appreciate all that. Being somebody that lives in the footprint of the Big 12, give everybody an idea of what football is like in that region and what Cougar fans are in for starting in 2023. Uh, football's religion here, man. Like, you know what I mean? Football's is big here. Like, you going to church. After you get at church, you going to football. You watching the football game. You know, Friday, you going to a high school football game. Like, it's just the way it is. I mean, shoot, after Wednesday practices, we going to uh, school. Like, we going to Bible study. Like, it's just stuff like that. Like, religion and football is like this here. So that being said, like, football, they don't play about that. So it's really big in this area. And I'm like, I'm excited because, you know, that's something that, like, my family, my friends, ought to be able to watch me in the Big 12. And, you know, of course, Big 12 is very highly touted. So I'm just, it's a religion here, and I'm excited. You know what I mean? Religion and football. I think you signed with the right school. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds uh, familiar. This is a good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, uh, this is a good connection, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Um, g- give us a give us a, your handles again for people who want to follow you on social media and get to know you better. Man, uh, the Instagram is kjg.2, and then my Twitter is Corbin Green, just like my name. It's K O R B Y N Green, like the color. And you already tweeted, hey, tune into the show. So you're already plugged in, which is great. Anyway, hey, hey, man, I'm, I'm go kooks for life, man. We I live. love it. I love it. And, and I hope you're the tip of the iceberg, which is, yes, BYU is always going to recruit, you know, a lot of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But they need guys like you, Corbin, who are in the Big 12 footprint, who are all over the country, who can come in and provide what you, who you are and give what you can bring to BYU. So we're very excited about it, man. Congratulations. I appreciate that. And that's something I'm trying to – hey, I'm trying to build a pipeline. You know what I mean? So, about to get some more Oklahoma and Tulsa kids out. Let's we go, like baby. To hear. Let's go. Okay. Thanks, Corbin. We appreciate the time, man. Man, appreciate y'all having me. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Corbin Green. Corbin Green. There we go. How I about think, that? I think there's a new fan favorite is what I think is about to happen. I, listen, when I was I – don't, I, didn't, I don't know if he's 17 or 18, but, like, I was not that mature. You know what I mean? Just well-composed, handled, well-thought-out. He's great. I, I, I'm very excited about Corbin and guys like Corbin being a part of BYU. I've said this a bunch. Uh, BYU is a unique place, certainly, and it's tied to the church. But there's a lot of different people from a lot of walks of life. Let's bring them all in, and let's let's do something special here. And it's happening right now. It, it also, once again, just reaffirms that so much of this is about relationships. Because as yes. you mentioned, BYU came in somewhat late compared to some of the others. Mm-hmm. But because of the relationship with Coach Guilford – Who's up at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Tom Hummel pulling yes. a, him and his that mom aside. That stuff sticks with yeah. people. That's cool. whether, whether you're young, old, if someone cares about you and shows interest in you, and then on top of it, it's a really good football program that's trending upward. And it was just really cool to see how excited he was to be a part of what BYU football is doing. Yes. And I can't speak to what every program does, but certainly BYU football does care about you as an individual. Yes. If, if – Football doesn't work out for you. You're not just done or you know in a in a terrible spot. There's a future for you as a as a student, as a person, 
uh, the connections to the university. So, yeah, very excited about Corbin Green, and he's one of several defensive backs in today's signees that uh, we're excited about. So congrats to Corbin Green, and congrats to General Guilford and the whole staff for getting into Big 12 country. And now Corbin Green is one of the ambassadors. The pipeline, he said. I'm starting a pipeline. In Tulsa. Um, And and listen, we'll talk to Kalani Stockett coming up. I, I, I wonder how much BYU feels like they need to tweak, if at all, to uh, recruiting to compete in the uh, in the Big 12 because certainly it's different than being an independent. There will be different opportunities. You probably need to get more of the top kids who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Saints than you've been getting. I think that will start to happen. I think that will. Be, saw, yes. saw that with Cody Hagan. Tom, and, Tom, and Hol- Tom almost said during his press conference last week that you know a lot of guys, especially top LDS guys, were going other places because. Yes. The P5 option was not available here. Says, and, and that's, so, that excuse is gone. And some have been coming back. Yes, right? yes. Kingsley Suamatia, Puka Nakua, and others, yep. which is exciting. So, yeah, thanks to Corbin Green again for joining us. <laughs> that was fantastic. All right, coming up, the head coach, Kalani Satake, joining us here in Studio B to talk about the new signees. And uh, how quickly will Spencer buy the new Dax Milne Washington Commanders jersey? <laughs> that and more coming up in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. Friday, ninth-ranked BYU men's volleyball will be hosting 10th-ranked Ball State the Smith Fieldhouse. Watch the match live on BYU TV and the app beginning at 9 Eastern time. Ball State fresh off of two wins versus number one Hawaii. Hawaii Blue versus was red. Missing. Hawaii was missing four starters. That should be mentioned. But Ball State's good, dude. I watched part of uh, Monday's match last night. Good, man. It'll be a fun matchup. Okay, he is Jason. I am Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation on a football signing day. Remember to follow the show on social media so you can get content like Shaylee Gonzalez's post that has 63,000 views on IG Reels from yesterday. (laughs) Uh, Stuff like that we're putting out, which is awesome. Shout out to Jackson Ringer on our social team. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round is presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. All right, what does it mean that BYU football has no representation in the Senior Bowl or the East-West Shrine game? A little concerning. I was hoping Tyler Ogier and James Empey would combine to be in these two games um, and the Neil Pau type. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a little disappointed. I, I don't... I, I'm hoping BYU is more than Tyler Algeo drafted. I'm hoping a James Empey is in there somewhere, perhaps a Neil Pau. It is a little concerning in the initial evaluation. It doesn't mean they won't be drafted, but a yeah. uh, little bug. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little surprising mm-hmm. that at least one of them's in it, but one of them's not in it. Like, why is it Tyler Algeo in either game? But here, here let's let, we, we do not know the situation, so. Maybe for all we know, they were the, offered and yeah. decided not to play in it for one reason or another. We yeah. don't know if that's the situation either. It could have been we by their own choice. But, yeah, I mean, it's a little surprising that yeah. certainly a guy like Tyler Algier isn't in one of those to be showcased like that. Yes. I, I thought he more than deserved that opportunity. And James MP coming off an injury, perhaps right. not available. Correct. Neil Powell in the same situation. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, what's the chance Spence comes back Monday with a Dax Milne Washington Commanders uniform? I'm putting it in. Have they announced that officially, by the way? Yeah, yeah okay. this morning. Yep, official. that's official. It was unofficially announced last night. Yeah, a helicopter. Some, <laughs> somebody got in a helicopter. And, and like a Did story employee, like some sleuthing. Some sleuthing. Yeah, a sleuth. A sleuth? Yeah, you, you, know, you go out and you, you hunt for clues. 
Oh, I didn't know. I don't know that word. Now I do. Okay, yeah. Sleuthing. Sleuth. Sleuthing. Yes. Sounds slimy. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I'm going to put it really high at like 98% that he comes oh, back with the Oh, that he does? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, because we know he's not a real Cincinnati Bengals fan. So... <laughs> I can't even believe I just said their name. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to put it high. Because he already has a Dax Mill Washington yeah. football team. I don't team. think he will get uh, get it shipped to him in time. So I'll say by Wednesday. No, but it's on its way. It's, it's on, definitely on its it way. It is on the way, yes. It's on its way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up, uh, the day BYU fans want to relive over and over. I have a feeling it is, we know what it is. It is Groundhog Day. Let's yes. go. And Kalani Stake joins the program to discuss today's signees, his perceived likability, and Twitter game. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 18th-ranked BYU Gymnastics takes to the mat on Saturday to host Boise State. Watch the meet live at 2 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Slow motion from uh, you know the, the the bars there that that was cool man was, have you ever done any sweet. of those yes. things before? yes i did girl dad camp with venna and uh, we had like an hour in that gymnastics room <laughs> i i have only been more tired in one other situation it was at a hockey class i went to i've never sweated harder in my life than the hockey did you chalk class. up first you know and, you get the you well, get the chalk on the hands and, yes yeah no for real right. did the whole thing i was yeah i, I <laughs> would have loved to have seen that i'm getting old not as old as you but i'm getting old hey, welcome back to BYU sports that. nation live from studio b let's welcome in the head coach of the BYU cougars kalani satake who always pleases the fans with navy and royal combined what's up kalani <laughs> well i was about to say what a great introduction you guys talking about being old uh, <laughs> yeah speaking maybe of, this is an old move the the yeah. royal with the navy but yeah. It's on the polo. Yeah. There's a stripes here that are. That it are looks royal, good. So. Speaking of, uh, we have a gift for you. you. You didn't know this, but this is actually a baby shower. So since oh, wow. you and Timberly are some expecting some baby wipes, we got some uh, newborn diapers some and some wipes. So thanks, guys. Congratulations! What a great reminder. <laughs> you couldn't find anything blue. I, I thought about that. I was in a hurry with no, the I, snow. I'm jo- hey, thank you so much, and, and yeah. for everyone that uh, you know. The jokes and all that. I, I get it. I'm, I'm an old dad, but surprise. Uh, we're we're going to keep dancing and, and try to get, get some more wins out there. I thought Timberly, uh, when she posted on Facebook, you know, uh, the ultrasound, she said, plot twist. That yeah. was well phrased. Well, I, I, she didn't tell me that she was going to do that. And so all of a sudden, I just started receiving a bunch of text messages. And so I figured something happened. And I mean, my kids put it on TikTok, and uh, nothing's ever. Uh, private anymore not anymore what do the what do the kids think of having a new sibling yeah they're excited i, I mean i i mean i think when baby comes uh the kids will be 18 15 and 12 so um a lot of babysitters and almost two drivers so that should be really helpful yeah, you yes, should never have to pay for babysitters help. again yeah i'm, I'm banking on that <laughs> well, claudia thanks for coming in no i'm just kidding um let's <laughs> talk about the guys uh that you've signed today and we're still waiting on one uh hopeful guy but uh, you went DB heavy with the February guys. That was that was a need given, I guess, the room. Going to graduate here in a year or yeah. two. Yeah, and I think the uh, – I'm, I'm really happy with how our coaches dealt with the recruiting and, and getting to know um, these gentlemen and the, the players and not just what they do on the football field, but it's, it's uh, what they're all about and being able to meet their families and their parents. It, it was really cool for us to see that they'll be a great fit for our program and they – uh, they they really uh, enjoy what BYU is all about, and uh, I mean you you already spoke to, to Corbin, so you'll see that that the uh, uh, these young men I think they'll, they'll 
do a great job repping the Y for us. Corbin was awesome, man. He was he was fantastic, he was fantastic and he's going to go out and help continue to recruit that area, which which is fun. And look, the the Big Twelve line of questioning is not going to go away, and that's a good thing because you know obviously with everybody moving into the Big Twelve in twenty twenty three, how much of an added advantage does that give you when you go into somebody's house that now that's part of the recruiting pitch? Well, I think just the fact that it's a P five conference, you've taken away some of the uh, negative recruiting parts for us. And, and, uh, and then it just gets down to what they want to approach because really that's a big part of um, other schools trying to recruit against us is that they say that we're, we're not a P5 program and now we are, even though we felt like we operated one, as one and had the schedule, had, we definitely have the fan base. And so uh, it just seems like this is a perfect fit and uh, away we go. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's so fun. And talking to Corbin about being in Oklahoma, being in that footprint, very exciting. But I do want to ask you, okay, so you get into the Big 12, you want to win Big 12 championships. What kind of recruiting differences do you need to make, if any, being in the Big 12? Because it feels like being BYU, you'll always try and get the top members of the church um, and then other kids who fit. Do you have to change much? Um, do you have to change where you recruit much when you're in the Big 12? Well, I think there's just a strong sense, sense of urgency uh, throughout the whole program and the, the department, the athletic department. And um, I think that everybody knows that there's, there's, uh, there's going to be a strong push to everyone to develop faster. And so, um, you know, we don't have a very patient fan base. And we don't have a very patient head coach either, so uh, we want we want to be uh, up and running and, and and making sure that we're we're doing things the right way. This 22 season is really important for us to learn from some of the things that we did well and some things that we didn't do well from 21. And uh, you know, but this also will help springboard us into 23. And so that's going to be the key for us is uh, keep building on that 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 the urgency, but also the expectations that's out there. We we look forward to, to matching it. The development will always play a role in this program, and you can you can look at guys like Tyler Algier as being one of the most you know uh, came out of nowhere, developed. Oh my gosh, guys in program history, um, that that will be awesome. Will the transfer portal play a bigger role in this situation? Where hey, we're not in it to hopefully be good in a couple of years. We want to be good now, like more pukas, if you will. Well, I think the the key is is what is the reason why they're in the transfer portal. Uh, and does it fit and line up with what we expect them to do here at BYU? The mission, the values that we have, and and um, the expectations of, of who they're going to be as a student athlete. If if it matches up, then then away we go. And we had, uh, you know, a good number of those. I think you look at, we had four last year, the Nakuas, and then you had Jacob Robinson and Caleb Hayes, and uh, they worked out really well. And, but those are the ones that we had relationships before in recruiting, uh, I don't know if we're going to get into this bidding war for people, uh, but I think if they want to be a part of a strong network and a wonderful fan base, uh, that that's a, a big enough draw itself. What's the bid? NIL-ish stuff in a bidding war? Yeah, I think everybody's using NIL as, as, a, as the case to be here. And for what we're doing is uh, I think the biggest asset we have here are the people. Uh, I think, you know, looking at the fan base and looking at the people that you get to work with, the faculty, the staff, and when – uh, these young men bring their families and they come on their, their official visit. The retention rate is really good for those that attend uh, on official visit and commit and sign. And so I think they can see themselves being part of a challenging academic um, uh, uh, school and, and getting a, a, a degree that means something and then uh, also seeing the mentoring that they'll get from a lot of different places from, you know, within the, the university but also the, the connections and the relationship they have with the fans. 
we referenced with Corbin, he was you know talking about it. I'm going to start a pipeline, trying to get more guys from Oklahoma. Maybe it's the fact that we're just more aware of it because of social media. We see more of it now. But how has recruits helping to recruit other players and guys they want to play with and, hey, I love this, why don't you come play here? How much has that changed over the years? Well, are we th- just more aware of it now? Well, I think that I think you're right that that the uh, it's become more um, prevalent now, and and for us, it's actually a big part of what we can get done. Uh, everybody has the the fancy ways to recruit, and when it gets down to the 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 core of it all, it's the the ambassadors that actually do the recruiting. It's the young men that are in our program, um, and they talk about the relationship with their position coaches, the head coach. Uh, everybody in the support staff, all that stuff matters, and uh, you really can't fake it when you, when you start talking to players that are actually on the team. We're talking to the head football coach of BYU, Kalani Satake. In your new deal with BYU, you talked about you want more support staff. Um, is the recruiting uh, staff going to be bigger to accommodate the needs of the Big 12? Well, the, the more resources and more support staff, it's all recruiting. So everybody in that building is going to be part of recruiting. Uh, whether their uh, title says so or not, that that's that's kind of the common bond that every part of the the uh, football department has is that the recruiting is going to going to have a, a high priority in what we get done every day. So we were talking about this yesterday, and it, it almost didn't feel real until it came out of my mouth. Once we hit February, we we're like, oh my goodness, it's spring football this month. Like it's happening in just a couple of weeks. What's the plan between now and then, and, and what's what do you look forward to at the end of the month when spring football starts? Yeah, I think um, every year is, is different. So we're, we're not going to just operate uh, like we did last year because we're a different team, just like we were the year before when we had Zach. You know, we're, we, we were in a quarterback battle. Um, we want to see our all our guys compete. So there's no set, nothing set in stone when it comes to starting spots. Anybody can get a starting spot. Uh, with with hard work and uh, getting their opportunities, but um, I think it's important for us to challenge our guys and and look at how we can become a better team in August is the main goal. And I've always felt like um, there's this this strong pressure to get the team game ready for the fans to see in spring, and uh, that's uh, that's not the, the path I'm going to go this year. I think for us is development, get better, stronger, and get healthier, and then let's get to the season. But uh, we'll still take advantage of young guys. Development means a lot of the young guys need to really perform, and a lot of these guys got back from missions. They they need to get out there and, and hit a little bit, but within reason too. We're not looking to try to hurt everybody either. We we need to get better, and and better means everybody is healthy, as many healthy bodies as we can entering the fall camp. Are there any positions that you still want to mine the transfer portal between now and when the season starts? And do you hold a few spots just in case? Yeah, so we're always going to have some extra spots. And then when you're dealing with the numbers that we're, we're dealing with in COVID, uh, the extra eligibility year and guys on missions, uh, we're, every spot on our, on our roster is really important. And so looking at the missionaries that are coming home in the, in the spring and summer and seeing the type of shape they're going to be in, giving them options on whether it's better for us numbers-wise and also position and depth-wise for them and also for them as, a, as an individual player, to be ready to go in fall camp or better for them to work out gray shirt and start in January. Uh, we're going to figure all that out in the next little bit. Um, and then anytime you go to the transfer portal, things like that, they have to be a, a good fit for our program. Sure. And obviously it has to make sense for them being on the field as well. 
Do you know who Big Game Boomer is? Are you aware of this social media account? I have no idea what that is. I I don't have a strong social media that, um, presence. That, that's so. why we're that's why we're bringing this up because Big Game Boomer <laughs> likes to come out with these lists okay. all the time. And qu- quite honestly, BYU fares very very well in this. Uh, but he came out uh, the other day with the the basically the best follows the top fifty follows. And and you were not in the top fifty, so we were wondering if you're gonna like <laughs> if you need to up the Twitter game a little bit. Well, I, I think I think I like to think I have a pretty good uh, sense of humor, um, but I just don't have the time to do all that. I, I, Why? I, What's up? I, I'm I just, just kidding. I don't really like staring <laughs> at, at the screen as much as others do, and and um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm okay if you don't tweet a lot. I'm assuming you're doing important other things. Yeah, I'll let I'll let the uh, the quick witted people like Fessy and other coaches do that stuff. Yes, but but Fessy, you Fessy you did. You were on the list of the most likable head coaches, and I can't... Number 12. Number 12. Is that okay with you? Yeah, I, I think that's because I'm not... Uh, I don't have a heavy uh, presence in... in <laughs> a strong presence in social known. media. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, by the way, how was Galentine's Day with the BYU women's coaches? Awesome. It looked, it, it looked was, like a party. I'm so fortunate to be in this position because I get to meet great people and... Um, these wonderful coaches, they, they mentor me. And so I, I know uh, whether you say I'm well-liked by a lot of people, but I, I, I benefit from having great people that are willing to share uh, what they do with their culture and their teams. It's, it's, the, it's what we get to enjoy here at BYU. And so to be around wonderful coaches like that and, and to have um, Diljeet and the others include me. I've, I've been trying to I mean, I, I was just asking, like, hey, do you have to be a, a female to be in these breakfasts? And, you know, like, can, <laughs> can I come? I, I like to eat. You know, can say, we hang what, out? <laughs> what was the appearance fee? Apparently, you just wanted to be there. For what was breakfast this morning? I was, I was just a, I was just a guest, and so yeah. for me, it was. Yeah. But the, it was such a good moment for me to hear um, all those coaches just speak about their teams, and you incredible can tell coaches. They love their, they love their student athletes, and um, what a great example they are to me, and and they. They have made me a better person just being around them and, and allowing them to, to just share their, their thoughts and their philosophies with me. It's been, it's been awesome. You combined with several of them to form the number one athletic program in the country after the fall, according to the Learfield rankings. Did you see that? You always saw number that. one in yeah, the country. Yeah, I saw that. And, and, I mean, great leadership from our administration, athletic administration, obviously Tom and, and his staff and, uh, you know, President Worthen's done an amazing job with, with our Vice President Keith Warking. And so we're it's it's really good. But I, I could tell you this that the reason why it works really well is because of the fans. Uh, the fans are awesome. Uh and, and they make this whole thing roll and, and uh they you know, I, I'm really, really honored to be here. And I am a fan too, so it works out. And we can't mention the player's name because uh, you know, uh, not not announced, but a group of BYU fans showed up at a at a player's signing uh this morning. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's and pretty cool. The, the 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 fans show up to a lot of different things, and, and they and they're they're um, they know what they're talking about, and they they recognize people, and uh, and so you know I, I I get this all the time where fans will say, hey, Coach, do you mind if if we take a picture? And listen, just to all the fans, if you want to take a picture with me, ask. I, I I'm I'm my goal is to have everybody have a picture with me so no one's asking anymore. But I really enjoy <laughs> I enjoy interacting with all the fans. I have a lot of fun doing that. I remember when I was younger and, and got to meet Lavelle, it meant a lot to me. And so I hopefully I can just have some cool interaction. But plus I learn a lot of cool things from the fans as well and get to hear their story and, and how, how much they love 
BYU and BYU football. And so uh, if they ever want to take a picture, let's do it. I, I may not look my best, but I can tell you right now, it's not going to look any better, so you might as well get the picture with me now. <laughs> you, may, you may have people waiting for you outside now. Let's go. I'm, yeah. I'm all, all, all uh, for it. And good luck. Uh, I think there's, I don't know how many diapers. 30, yeah, there's 31. 31. There. We're going to need you to make these last. That lasts so. for five days. So, uh, yeah. yeah, good luck. I'm not the expert at this, but I, I'm all about effort. I'll give it a try. You're going to shake off some rust there. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Thanks, Glenn. Well, my, my wife does a great job at it, so it she's, makes my life She's easy. first team all wife. She she's is. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah, I'm lucky. Yeah. Appreciate it, Coach. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it, guys. Go Cougs. All right, coming up, a rising shout-out to the newest Cougars. And on Groundhog's Day, uh, what day are you wanting to relive over and over? Oh, I think I know ah, what day it's it is. It's a pretty good day. This is BYU <laughs> This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is always available on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU radio app. Or you can download the podcast. All you need to do is Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review. A question of the day, what day in BYU sports history would you want to relive over and over? Our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Tasha Sabi on Twitter. Oh, BYU basketball's biggest fan. January 26, 2011. Jimmer taking down SDSU in Provo. I left work early to get in line at 3 p.m. for an 8 p.m. game. Still ended up just a few rows from the top of the Marriott Center. Wow. Very nice. I'll never forget how loud and crazy that game was. My favorite Marriott Center moment ever. 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 That's pretty crazy. Okay, today's uh, Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. How about we give it to the, uh, the new signees? Not just the ones that are signing today, five of them, hoping to have at least one more. Uh, but everybody that signed with BYU, so congratulations to all of them as they begin their Cougar careers. That's very exciting. In case you missed it, we talked to Corbin Green from Tulsa, Oklahoma. great. Cornerback. you got to go back and watch that. Um, we, we put it out on so – we're going to put it out on social media. Go back and watch it. Um, it's fantastic. And then what's your final answer um, to the Groundhog's Day? I'm gonna go Question. with I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with September 11th of 2020. I th- I think so too. Yeah, I th- it's hard that's... to beat the day before Big 12 invite and beating Utah. That was just really really special. Yeah, I I, I think that's probably the greatest day in your life, in my existence, <laughs> in my 32 years on this planet. That's not true. <laughs> Thanks to today's guest. You're Corbin right. Green and Kalani Sitake. You wish. No. The conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN. I find 34. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Amy Aletto. See you tomorrow for more BYUSN. Go Cougars! <laughs>